0: do do we ever do we ever have a big day a plan for you today on your tony basilio show as i get around finally and you know i got bino jeff here and brian hartman and no nerves involved but you, you know what i'm saying happy monday to you and yours as we welcome you to another edition it is your tony basilio show we're licking our bumps here i thought this was going to be easy here, here. I thought, well, I'm gonna read you a little email I have uh, from somebody that will set the tone for our day today. Cause uh, we get good, uh, we get good emails from people, and I get the, I get the laughing at you, not with you. I get the laughing with you, and not at you. And uh, let me see if I can find this here because I, I think this is pretty apropos for our day. And it says the following. Uh don't think we're gonna have to worry about being a number one seed in anything except foiling fan expectations. Bino Jeff Henderson, pretty humbling uh football slash uh baseball slash basketball weekend. Actually football is pretty good, but I just threw that in there by reflex. Pretty um pretty humbling weekend there, Beano Jeff.
1: Uh, it, it was Tony. It wasn't a stellar weekend. Uh, uh, Throw in uh, uh, my Oakridge Wildcats getting beat in the semifinals of the district. Uh, what along with what else? What course, they're still in it because four teams go to the region. But uh,
0: Aaron Green, <laughs>
1: along with everything my else, boy, uh, Tennessee basketball igniting another stink bomb and uh us uh struggling a little bit on the offensive end in in baseball, but uh you think good to have it underway.
0: It looked like um Tony Valls's baseball was being coached his offense was being coached by Barnsey. I was looking over there in their dugout Friday and Saturday night to see if I saw Barnsey. <laughs> Matt well, it dropping like there it looked like their base running was coached by Jerry Green. And good gosh, man! There, there are, you know, there are beer league teams that run the run the bases better than those guys did this weekend. No offense to them. Well, some weekends you don't get
1: on there a whole lot, Tony, and when you do, maybe you just uh, you're a little over aggressive.
0: Let's start with the basketball front, and then we'll move over to baseball. And by the way, 865-200-5402. And here's my question for you. Are you worried? Are you worried? And you can fill in the blanks. I'm talking about hoops, and I'm talking about baseball, and maybe talking about both of them at the same time. I don't know. But are you worried? Evan Russell uh, coming up uh, here momentarily as uh, he's going to join us um, towards the bottom of our next hour. It'll be EI with ER as uh, Tennessee Baseball Extra Innings presented by, presented with Evan Russell, presented by TLD Logistics. So it's EI with ER and TLD, the initials you need to know. Beano, you know, Jeff, I start with you. Your concern uh, level with the basketball team, and then we'll slide over to baseball.
1: Uh, I, I've, I continue to be worried about the basketball team, Tony, uh, just simply because I do not believe that they're going to put together uh, consistent offensive games needed to uh, uh, advance in the tournament. Um, I think it's a real... This team has such a variance of the way that, but they never play in the middle. Uh, they've got a high ceiling, they've got a low floor, and they're either on the floor or on the ceiling. Um, and more times than not here, we've kind of been on the floor. Uh, I, I just don't see this team putting together the offensive nights that they need to string together to advance in the tournament. I think we'll win our two home games. I believe that we'll lose our two road games, remaining in the regular season. Uh, Barnes generally does better in the tournament than I expect, so I, I, I guess I'd say we'll win two games in the tournament uh, and then go into the NCAA tournament and win the first game and the second game will we'll be uh, a nail-biter as to whether we move on to Sweet 16 or whether we're done in the first
0: week. We're darlings of the statistics. You know, we're number five at Ken Palm today, 16 in the rankings. The problem with this team, though, is I'm trying to argue for seeding, you know, Jerry Palm and whomever, and trying to argue to stay on the two line. And I realize college basketball is not very good, but we're the only team in the top 25. We have two more losses in quad two than anybody. I mean that's like inexcusable. Like what? What are we doing? And that first half Saturday. I mean I'm sorry, but that's that's horrendous basketball. I don't know what that is. I don't relate to that. I don't sign up for that. That coach is being paid too much money to produce that. That was horrendous. Horrendous. Get out, work. Get out, played get out-rebounded, shoved around? I mean, what is that? And my thing is, like, after the game, I get on here, guards law, Tennessee basketball overtime, and, you know, probably overreact, you know, to the loss, which is what a, which is what a good Conlin show is for, a little, you know, little blowing off a little steam. But at the same time, I Well, you know, I mean, they're going to be favored in the rest of their – who cares? They're going to be favored in the rest of their games. What does that mean? What, what, what does that mean? They've lost outright as a double-digit underdog three times in the last month. I mean, get your head out of your rear end. Needless to say, I'm a little worried. Brian Hartman, are you worried?
2: Well, I've, I've uh, I don't think you can ever be not worried to a degree – Especially when you looked at the first part of the SEC schedule and saw how easy it was. And then you looked at the second part of the SEC schedule and see how difficult that was in comparison. Yep. So I'm just kind of resigned to the fact that they are what they are. They're going to probably. You know, I'm with Bino. I think they'll have a chance to get to the Sweet 16. They'll win a first game in the tournament. They'll probably win the first game in the SEC too, and they'll have a knockdown dragout fight in the second round. And the Sweet 16 is probably their ceiling, and they need a lot to go right
0: just to get that far. My thing is, you start with the tournament. I'm kind of talking about the season, the tournament. I mean this team could still make a long run to the tournament, but they gotta get it together. This uh this deal here I mean Sardy you know, why would you let Kentucky work you again? And to be down twenty at halftime? With that Kentucky not a good Kentucky team. Not a Kentucky team full of NBA players. Not a Kentucky team full of uh full of anything. I mean they're they're a fringe NCAA tournament team, Kentucky is. And the only reason that they're a fringe tournament team is because we've made them a fringe tournament team by losing twice, Tom. It's the only reason. And are up yeah, twenty on twenty. Three, three of the four halves of those games, Tony,
1: they're They've just played with a lot higher intensity level than we have. Um, You know, I think in in the two games, they out-rebounded us by almost 30 rebounds. That's inexcusable because we're we're a good rebounding basketball team. That's just them wanting it more than us. And Kentucky is always going to turn up the volume on us. Uh, It's probably the only two games all year that they've played uh, consistently on the defensive end were the two games against us uh you know going into that game uh that you've got their full attention doesn't matter what kind of team they have you've got their full attention and for whatever reason uh they didn't have our
2: full attention for most of those two games how well they did they did the first five minutes of the first game when they were up eight nothing and then just since then
0: they went to pot it doesn't make any sense and look, I know you're without Phillips, and you're without Triple J, and that's... Well, they, they just beat the number one team in the country three days before without those two guys. I know. So... Which I guess perspective says, if you're short two starters, and you go one and one in those two games, you really shouldn't complain. And that is true. So, that that is true. But at the same time... You've lost, what, now? Four of six, Bry, And you're fixing to make it five of seven tomorrow night. Because that's going to be, I think it's going to be the toughest game in this stretch. I mean, we had uh, stats by Will on Friday. I said, rank the games left on the road. He said, well, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Kentucky's probably the easiest. Well, and A&M's going to be the most difficult. Despite what happened, everybody picked
2: Tennessee to win Saturday, despite losing to them before. It, that shows you how little respect this Kentucky team really has.
0: I'll tell you how little respect they have. Their fan base is completely out on them. We're doing our, our post game. Generally, we lose to them. We're going to get some callers crank, calling up, cranking us, Go, you know. Messing with us. We got none of that. We got one guy. And he said, I don't even like our team. And then he proceeded to, at the end, he identified himself as a Kentucky fan. He said, you guys basically got beat by an unwatchable Kentucky team. Twice. Twice. Yeah, you heard it. He goes twice. Which, I mean, how do you argue with that? Like, what, what? you know, I want to feel good about my sports. And I don't need, like, I don't need them to win every game. I've always said that. And, and and I'm not going to overreact to regular season losses either. Because a regular season is a regular season is a regular And Tennessee's in the NCAA tournament. So my question today is, are you worried about these guys? That's all. Not, I mean, some of the stuff that we got over the weekend was just like, whew. one guy called and said from Nashville, we ought, to fire, we ought to get every kid off this team and, and start over with our roster next year because none of these guys could ever get us to a Final Four. Now, that's a little rash. See, the crazy thing is, buried in the inside that loss, just like buried in the baseball team's sort of dismal start, and again, regular season. That is a long, it's a five-month baseball season, and it is, and, and it's just starting. And let me remind you something. Tony Valls came right on here and said we're overrated. I believed him. I've been saying that for a couple. They're not the number two team in America. They're ranked six right now. In one of those polls, they're not number six right now. Now, could they be at the end of the year? Sure. Sure they could. But they're, they're not. No. I mean, not right now. They're a long way from it. But from the basketball team... Mayshack's on the floor because he has to be, and he's the only one that looks like he's got some dog in him. Outside is easy stop. mayshack has got some dog in him, Bino. Quoting the great Big Will. Will Goodman. Uh,
1: he, he he really does, Tony. If he and I, I know, it looked like that he's found himself a little bit offensively, but if he could just find a way, somehow, some way to score eight points a night uh, with all the other things that he does. That's that's all we would need. But we, we certainly aren't going to win a whole lot of games when he's featured offensively.
0: No, but he was pretty darn good the other day. I mean, if he didn't take it upon himself to yeah. insert himself in the second half, that's a 30-point loss. That's what's crazy Absolutely. about that game. Here you had him, you had Vesco. Vesco went on like a ten oh run himself, which was just amazing. It was just amazing.
1: It's it the the bright spot was it it was good to see him in the second half not only hitting some outside shots, but finding a way to get the ball to the bucket as well off the dribble. That's that's something that we need to see more out of him.
0: And then we go over, and so if you want to talk about that, I ask you 865-200-5402. Are you worried about our Hoops team? We've got a game at A&M left, which is tomorrow night. We should be on Garza Locks, Drennings, talking about that one, slash basketball overtime, because we're mixing our metaphors on here. And then we've got a game Saturday with South Carolina, Home game with Arkansas. And then following it up, close at Bruce Pearl Inc. at whatever they call that place. The pit, the palace. What do they call that? The madhouse? What do they call that jungle. place? Jungle. The jungle. Brian Hartman, let's go. Brian Hartman. Oh, they're oh, gonna find there goes my, there goes my uh... Hey Bry, what about our baseball team? What'd you think? You sat it out Friday night, Brian, after that disconcerting effort against Arizona. Followed up with uh, kind of a disappointing loss when you had a lead late with Grand Canyon. And then a win yesterday over the the team that was just kind of the filler of the field. Arizona and Grand Canyon are two pretty good baseball teams, though. Two teams probably... Uh, we'll have a good shot to qualify for the tournament at the end of the year. Brian, what'd you take from our baseball vols? Bino, what'd you take from our baseball vols?
1: Well I I don't think you you obviously can't draw a whole lot of conclusions or any at all from February college baseball, which is about like major league spring training. Um you know, but for the sake of the show, uh, I, I think uh, we've got the staff that we thought we had. Barn injuries, we're going to have an elite pitching staff.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and we're going to have an offense that's going to be a work in progress. Um, I, did, I, I guess I drew two conclusions outside of performance, Tony, which I think maybe are accurate. One is we're going to have a whole lot more – we're going to have a whole lot more competition for playing time uh, position wise um, and more variants in our lineup than we've become accustomed to. You know, we've had a pretty, we've had a pretty stable lineup for a couple of years from start to finish. Um, we're, we're going to see some, some movement there. The other thing that I drew uh, that I'd, I'd like your take on is, uh, and, and I, I draw this based on the way that I saw both Arizona and Grand Canyon react to February baseball wins. Uh, I think that this team has a huge target on their back that was none of their making. Uh, It's put there by the tremendous success uh, that Tennessee enjoyed last year and the very open way in which, uh, they, uh, celebrated it. Um, uh, I think that it, that every team that Tennessee plays all year long is going to want to kick their ass, uh, as much or more than anyone else on their entire schedule. And it's going to be interesting to see if this team, uh, has the mental makeup to embrace that yep. or if it's something that becomes burdensome to them.
0: Well, they, they better get that makeup. We're going to talk with Evan Russell about that in an hour and a half or so, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. I'm going to tell you something. They better get that mindset because that's exactly what's going to happen. Those people at Grand Canyon were celebrating, and they had a packed house, like we thought. They were celebrating like it was the seventh game of the World Series, and they saw a heck of a game. They saw a game that the scrappy team from a couple years ago that Tennessee had when they were first climbing, play in that type of game. Hit a home run late, eke out a close win, you know, get an opponent to have some silly base running late, um, which we did all those things to they, kind of cooperate. Go ahead, Brian.
2: They made a lot of mistakes and yet still had a chance to to win both those games against pretty decent competition good com- really on yeah. the road and what yeah. a road game.
0: Yep, good competition. Yes and sir. And
2: they only I think they only dropped 3 I think maybe the 3rd in the D1 baseball ranking so and then they're without two of their key players. So I don't I don't think there's any reason to if they lose a couple more games this week then it we is. have a different conversation.
0: I don't know about that. I, I just think look. I think it's early. I'm with Pino. I think they're still trying to figure out who they are. People say, well, you're just an apologist for Tony Valls. No, this be like, this was like back in um, November when the Vols got run over down in Nashville by Colorado. And I just came on the air and said, look, it's November basketball. If you want to scream and shout over that. Now, November basketball is totally different than going on the road. After Valentine's Day at Kentucky and, and being down twenty at halftime to that team, those are two. Now it's still two regular season games, though. Like I'm not into firing coaches or regular season games. Some of you are. Some of you are straight twiddiots. No offense to you. Let me read a couple things. Because some of you are 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 literally. I wonder how you get out of bed in the morning. How you brush your teeth if you do. How you're able to, like, function. This is some of the stuff said to... Vol Night Long said the following on Twitter. And I I hate to use y'all's Twitter handles because y'all are Twiddiots. But here we go. Failure and extremely overrated at Vol Baseball. These are people... These are people that are tagging Vol Baseball into their... And just, you know, ripping. A... a, a, um, Hey, hey twiddiot! What do you expect? They replaced eight position players, twiddiot. Let's go to the next one. At, all, at Vol at baseball. I knew we were spoiled last year, but damn, this team doesn't very look very good at all. Another twiddiot, Todd, Todd the twiddiot. At ball, baseball doesn't look anywhere near the same team as last year. Bats are timid AF, no swag. Not top twenty-five looking at all. Really, you're kidding. I mean, they don't—they don't look like the same team as last year. The team that had like eight players drafted off of it. You're—you're, you're, the team that everybody called the best team of all time in that sport. You're kidding. I mean, that's new. You're breaking news. You, you, Todd, are breaking news. Todd the twit And then finally. Vol of duty says, Vol baseball last year was our chance dot 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 I mean we have a small some smart people out there let me tell you let me t- Bino just told you what this is okay this is like getting mad at grapefruit league baseball that's what that is now if you could if you could schedule that your tony You would have played that tournament three weeks from now when you had a chance to kind of beat up on some of these lesser teams and kind of figure out who you are. But that's not how it works in that sport. They play those showcase events on the front of the deal. Go ahead, Bri.
2: They did play. They waited a couple weeks last year before they played in something in Houston. I think that was their third weekend of the season. Really? See, I I thought it was the
0: first weekend. Yeah, this
2: this was the – yeah, they played Georgia Southern, and they played oh. somebody else the next weekend before they went to Texas to play Texas, Baylor, and Oklahoma. So this was the first game. And who knows, maybe last year that team might have gotten off to an 0-2 start if they
0: had to play those teams first. You know, one thing about our baseball team I was a little surprised with was the size of some of those guys. Now, it might be because the regulars weren't playing, Kid from Cincinnati, and then Maui Ahuna. But we have a lot of like uh, little looking guys right now. Were you? Were you? Did you think the same thing, Bean Star, when you saw our team? Or am I missing something?
1: I, I, I that wasn't something that I noticed, Tony. Um, that doesn't mean it's not correct. It's just not something that I, yeah, I noticed. Um, uh, but you know, we're we're basically coming off. Um, a really veteran team, Yes. some of which was there a year longer than you would expect due to COVID. Um, so we're kind of going to get back into, in, in the years ahead, we're kind of going to get back into what's a more normal college baseball roster.
0: Which is a great point. Which is a great point. The game's going to normalize a little bit. We got to see a little more veteran, and that's that was our. To many of us, myself included, that was our first exposure to this deal. I'm not going to act like I've been Matt Dixon, who who uh, was born on the was literally born on the bandwagon. Brian and Bino know more about the sport than I do. I will tell you though that when I saw that Halverson kid pitch air night, you add him to the three they already have, that's unfair. And then you take that kid from NC State they put in that close game on Saturday and people say, Well, you know, he he kinda faltered. He looked very good to me, Bino Jeff. That's five guys right there, not to mention the job that uh that uh Volley Fingers who after the flamethrowers come out there he's got that weird stuff that he's got going on. And he just gets them out of jams. It's a pretty good start, guys. If this team can just figure out how to score a few runs, like a buddy of mine that really knows the sport told me, if, and they will figure out how to score some runs this year, they'll get in that tournament. And I don't care if they play in Bismarck, North Dakota, Walla Walla, Washington, Spokane, Washington. Uh, I don't care, Dubuque. I don't care where they start out. It might not be here. Although I haven't given up on that, but it's going to be very difficult to beat our pitching staff in a series. For any of these teams, Bean Star.
1: Oh uh, yeah, we've got an embarrassment of riches uh, on the staff, Tony, which is going to keep us in most games and most series. yep uh, as we as we get our feet on the ground offensively. You know, I don't think there's any doubt that we need a Huna, uh, who's a who's a veteran player, hit four hundred in the big 12 to be eligible. Uh, he'll make a huge difference. And then, you know, the rest of these guys just have to get some playing time, uh, in order to get uh, comfortable at the play. So, and I think we will get there. I think we're going to have a different style team. Uh, you know, we're still going to hit a bunch of home runs at Lindsey Nelson stadium. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I don't, you know, I think we'll have to score runs other than hitting
0: the ball out of the ballpark probably. And, Bino, this Zane Denton guy, I'm all into mulligans. And I'm not trying to – I'm not singling him out because the, the base running over the weekend, it's like when you're when you're just not going well offensively, it's the kind of stuff that happens to you. And then it gets magnified. You can't run into that out in the eighth inning in a one-run game. I don't know what the kid's thinking. I mean, the kid's played SEC baseball. There's not, a, there's not a center fielder that's ever played SEC baseball that wouldn't have thrown that kid out on that play. And the, and the announcers were selling it like it was some kind of rope thrown from the outfield. Beno, you know, I could have thrown him out. The guy has the ball essentially in his glove when he's crossing second base. He has, I'm going to give you a number out of 10, he's got 0% chance. Of getting the third Beano on that, did you know he was out Beano? As soon as he's running, I'm going, what, he's out. What are you doing?
1: Oh yeah, he's
0: still, can't he, run into that. He,
1: he had he had no shot. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know Tony. I'm I, I'm I'm a fossil, so I'm always gonna forgive uh, physical errors a lot more than I can uh, base running errors, uh, things that you should. Yep. Shouldn't do.
0: And that's Basically, something this team's otherwise. not going to have. You know, this team's not going to have a margin like last year's team did.
1: No, that's, that's right. When you're that's, hitting all those home team, runs. Absolutely. This year's team has to do the little things in order to be successful, um,
2: much more so than last year's team. And the, uh, I don't know who was the hitter before during that play, but it wasted a great piece of hitting by him. That 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 uh, didn't ran and got an
0: out on. Him. That's exactly right. Was
2: that, it wasted a good piece of hitting. Was it drilling? Made the hit.
0: Is that drilling? Hit? Oh, is that drilling? The freshman?
2: I, that's what I was wondering.
0: If yeah, he's
1: You know, he only had two at bats, but he, he his swing looks really really good to me. So they say
0: yeah. that he is an absolute natural and is going to be the next great one here. Going to be a really great player. Uh, that's what. Uh, that's what Tony and those guys seem to think about him. 865-200-5402. I'm going to sum this little segment up, and then we'll go to the phones. In terms of my um, my level of concern, I'm a lot more concerned about that basketball team because they don't have much time to get it worked out. Baseball team has five months. Five months. Now, did I like what I saw from the baseball team? Not really. No. I thought they'd be a little better than that. to Be quite frank. I don't. I don't go on here and lie to you. The basketball situation. What are they doing? Like, what What are we doing? I mean, I'm not like red alert here. But and they can still get it together and can still go on a long run in March. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm worried about them closing the season looking good. I mean I would love to stay on the two line. I'm worried about right now not getting the double buy in my tournament. Which by the way, with Auburn losing to Vanderbilt here, how about us launching Vanderbilt B now? Six straight wins. Before that game I always I'll say it again, if Stackhouse recruited, he'd be a very good college basketball coach. He can coach. He can coach his team. Yeah, and if he starts
1: recruiting, he probably should put his best players on the floor to start at the tip.
0: <laughs> he's actually gone. And I don't know why, but he's actually gone away. From- <laughs> These guys are so smart. We come back. I want to hear from you. You tell me, are you concerned about the baske- the baseball and the basketball? And give it to me. We'll we'll talk about it today on this Monday. Plus, congrats to the XFL. Brian, did you watch any of the XFL activity over the weekend? Uh, All really competitive games. I
2: didn't. Yeah, I didn't.
0: Well, former Vol Ethan Wolf was out there last night, part of the Wolf Pack. Josh Malone catching passes for the D.C. Defenders in a dub. Maybe that'll make Bino more apt to watch. He's got some balls on the D.C. defense. I watched Defend- a
1: few minutes, Tony. I watched a few minutes, and I will completely back your two assertions that we need to go to their kick rules, and we need to go to that fourth and 15 from your 25 rather than an onside kick.
0: Are you kidding no,
1: I'm not kidding. You're kidding, kidding with me. Both of those things.
0: The kickoff is the is a great invention. Yes or no?
1: It puts the return back in the game that we haven't seen. Damn, Bino, you're surprising uh, me. They need to, uh, with less risk of
0: injury. They need to do it, Tony. Bino is swor- you swerved me. You just it's swerved right. me. What they do for those for the uninitiated? Well, we'll talk about it later on. But I would I would advise anybody to check out. An XFL game and watch the kickoff. You don't have to watch a game. to, to see what Vino's talking about. Cause it is a neat it is a neat rethought great invention that allows the kickoff to stay in the game. Because the ball's always in play.
2: I, I'll try to watch some. You know
0: the other thing, Brian, they do? If a punter punts a ball in the end zone, the ball goes to the thirty five. If a kicker kicks a ball short of the returner, it's automatically the opponent's ball at your 45. It really it makes you kick the ball to the returner, and it makes that play in play. It's very interesting the way they set up the lines on the play. It's very well thought out. Take a brief time out. We continue. It is your Tony Basilio show on the other side after this. We continue on a Monday.
12: This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Hi, I'm former Sheriff Enoch George with 30 years experience in emergency services. I know how important it is to locate an address that's in need of help as quickly as possible. An LED light bulb has been developed and manufactured that glows red, white, and blue flashing light to be placed on your front porch and turned on when you have an emergency that will help the responding emergency services to locate your home as quickly as possible. You can obtain your LED light bulb at Mount Pleasant Fire Department and all of your local fire stations. For more information, contact Fire Department at 379-1005. 379-1005. Seconds counts. Get your light bulb today. I wish you and your family a safe and happy new year.
6: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.
0: Really excited about Evan Russell coming up uh, here in about, well, it's going to be roughly, roughly an hour away, and it'll take us into our um, overdrive overtime presented by our friends at TLD Logistics, and why not? Because he's going to be presented by our friends at TLD Logistics each week on here during the baseball season, and my question is, today are you concerned about what you saw from our clubs uh over the weekend um you know I, i'm being reminded that our pitcher uh, bino who was really impressive was um uh is from charlotte not nc state but the lindsey kid was really impressive so let's go back to our phones unless you have anything you want to add bino
1: oh yeah real quick tony i wanted to uh I was so happy for Zach Joyce. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's, had a, he's had a long uh, road back to the bump, uh, overcame uh, Tommy John's surgery, mm-hmm. uh, overcame some anxiety-type issues mm-hmm. as well that kind uh, of mm-hmm. took him out of the game for a little while, and he uh, walked in there with the bases loaded and one out and struck out the only two hitters he faced. Uh, just uh, uh, Just a model of perseverance, and I'm so happy for him.
0: God bless him. You know, as a person who uh, has fought anxiety, depression throughout my really my entire life, my heart goes out to anybody that suffers with that. And if it's you, don't suffer in silence. We're here for you. And to see a story like that, draw inspiration from it, because that's incredible, to be able to lock that out of your mind and to be able to go out there and perform like that with everything that young guy's been through. So it's a great story let's go back to our phones and we'll get our next call in hello and welcome in you're live on the Basilio show on a Monday hi hi you're on the air oh Bino it's going to be one of those days man hi welcome in you're on the air hey Tony B hey welcome in hey Bino oh it's Freddie hey Freddie Hello, Freddie Jackson. Frederick Jack. Good, buddy. Hey, Brian. Good talk to you.
13: Hey, uh, you need to tell that guy on Twitter, uh, we've never been to a final four. Yeah,
1: we basically would have had to run every player in program history.
13: <laughs>
0: oh, that was our post show. That's why, I, show. Agree.
13: Yeah, That's why a... I agree with Phil. He's uh, His comment's the uh, dumbest fan base in America. I mean, it's it's everywhere, Tony. It's not just here. There's a certain segment.
0: Freddie, we have people reacting to a regular season college basketball game like we just played Florida in football in 99, and we have the same club and everything's on the line. It's a regular season, regular season basketball game. Regular season basketball game.
13: Yeah, there's cer- certain people they don't deserve I mean they deserve Kevin on the Hill, Buzzball, you know. We're, we're, these are these are really great times in basketball. I mean we all want I yeah. mean I've been a basketball fan since seventy. I'd love to go to a final four. Wouldn't we all? And, uh, this is still a great run, though. We're making just like Bino says, get to the tournament. You never know what might happen. You want you want to go uh, to NIT and get beat by Georgetown in the first round? Like, what was the score? It was a low-scoring game. I mean, people don't realize how good it is. Yeah, we want more. You know, and Barnes is not Bruce Pearl, but he's a great coach.
0: Well, I'll tell, down two I, I, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'm going to draw a positive out of this thing. This Mayshack guy the other day, you talk about oh, 16 somebody, somebody has got some dog in him. He's got some dog. And I talk to people behind the scenes. This guy wants to win badly. 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 Okay? And you got Zeki. He wants
13: to win Badly. And probably a walker too.
0: I'm gonna to tell you just right now, this guy is gonna work his ass off, and you're just, you're <laughs> gonna see the tip of the iceberg with him. He's an incredible athlete. You know who he reminds me of? The Flying Frenchman early on. Think of the Flying Frenchman early on, and think of the Flying Frenchman late. And the Flying, flying Frenchman uh, played some NBA basketball. So you play at that level, you're pretty damn good.
1: Yo, Freddie, I'm. Um... And uh, I I understand those who don't enjoy um, Barnes's style of basketball. Uh, And I I think Barnes is always going to – Barnes is going to – people are going to have less patience with Barnes than they did, uh, say, with Bruce or I think they're going to have with Hipple, uh, because his style is not real appealing, and he doesn't. And I, I I never can find the word that I want to use here. Maybe Tony can supply it. But he he doesn't engender the. He doesn't go out and try to curry favor with the family.
0: He's not engaged, Bino. Yeah. he's disengaged. It's he's just not,
13: he's
0: he just, yeah, just not who he is. He's probably more old school. Yeah, he's just not who he is. Freddie, we have 20 wins already. I mean, I, I don't know people. On, did he come on with us when he got hired? Yeah, and I'm I told he came him. came on one time. I told him. It's the only time he ever did local radio. I told him, I said, you know, you're not going to believe how big this <laughs> basketball fan base is here. How much these people love it. You come from Texas. You think it's football school. You're just going to be in the background like you guys were at Texas. That's not how it works here. These people love college basketball here. And, by the way, these people love college basketball here. The other day, Freddie, we did 110 minutes after that game. That was enough for me. I had calls on hold. I, I, was, I was like, you know what, 110 minutes on that. That's enough for me. Or 100, whatever. Uh, yeah, like close to two hours, yeah. But, but your point is well taken. I mean, when people are calling me and they're saying um, – this guy's got to go and you know what you know what's funny too i call these people the barnstormers it's the same type of people that call after these losses it it's, it's the same voices it's like they live for it and i just don't understand it but i do get this team's frustrating this team is frustrating
13: i mean some people are just to be honest with you tony we all we all can be like this sometimes some people are just ignorant
0: you think i can be ignorant sometimes
13: Yeah, and I can, too. Well,
0: I know you can.
13: (laughs) With some of my sophomore humor.
0: Well, just your cheap shots, really.
13: Yeah. On the baseball, uh, that's the same thing. I mean, really? Three games? And uh, weren't we facing like a first-round prospect uh, draft choice, uh, possibly the first game in Arizona? He was pretty good.
0: Yeah. it's um...
13: In the second game, we could have won that game. We had the bases loaded a couple times, and the guy that hit the home run was up. I don't remember the second time and couldn't get anybody in. We could have broke that game open easily.
0: Matt Dixon goes it's inside the numbers, and Will, over at tclub.team, <laughs> it was astounding, astounding how much Tennessee struggled. With runners on base this weekend, and, and it's early season baseball, but it's a small sample size. But obviously, that can't continue if you are going you're to be successful.
13: Yeah, we well, get two two players out. Uh, the one guy came back. I don't know. I don't think he even got a hit. Did he? But, uh, the guy from Cincinnati. And, right. Yeah, he just. Mary. I mean, Tony Ball. Tony Ball is probably just you know he's trying to put his lineup together, see what works best.
0: Well, one thing we're going to talk about
13: do some more yeah. experimenting against Alabama and m
0: Well, one thing we're going to talk about, and Bino's right, these, the, the thing that's going to be interesting about these games coming up that we thought weren't going to be interesting is, first of all, this team's got to compile some wins and get some confidence. That's one. Two, got to <laughs> look for them and start hitting the ball. Three, they're going to get a week here where it's really warm. Like one of the games, when, when's, it begin, when's the season begin, Bri? Tomorrow? Home schedule uh, tomorrow, Wednesday? Tomorrow,
2: 4.30 is the first game of so like, Alabama A&M.
0: It's going to be like 70 degrees for one of those games. 70-74, one of those games. So. Yeah, they
2: play Alabama a and tomorrow and Wednesday at 4.30, and then over the weekend, Dayton comes in for three games.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be really, really nice and warm here. Um, so there you go. They, uh, they
2: have actually, they're going to have a 15-game homestand, and... From now before the SEC schedule starts, so they're going to play 15 games in a row between now and March 14th.
0: So we'll learn a, a lot more about our team, and, and almost you can consider um, you can consider um, where we are, Freddie. This is this is your your preseason because it's going to dovetail perfectly with the basketball season.
13: Yeah, I think on the basketball, we just you just let yeah, we'll get to the but, tournament. Maybe we'll jail at the tournament and yeah. make a run. You never know.
0: I I'm not giving up.
13: You know, I mean, we got the player thinking. Like Sarah, look up, look at the teams
8: we beat.
0: I'm not giving up. Yeah, oh, but we, we have the weirdest we resume in the world. Times. How you can have a team that easily beat Texas, easily beat Kansas, easily. Uh, rolled Alabama the other night, and then turn right around and have those quad two losses. It's crazy. I mean, it's just, uh, and they know it's crazy. It's it's crazy. So, you know, if, somehow, if
1: somehow you could make it through that first weekend, yep. and and get to the sweet, this team has played their very best basketball against their best opponent.
0: That's right. That's right. Where they're going to be, where they're going to really struggle is if they get a three seed and they got to play that, and they got to play that team out of that other bracket on Sunday. That's what's going to be. Uh, that's what's going to be wild. That Sunday game yeah, or lo- Saturday game. they mostly come down to their shooting. Well, that. That's right. It's a lot like. It's a lot like. This show really comes down to because you know I'm going to bring the wit and the wisdom, but am I going to bring the accuracy? Right. I'm going to get the facts and the figures right.
1: That ruined the whole show.
0: <laughs> well, i
13: be the best, Tony, when air <laughs> down and everything, you know, everything goes.
0: Freddie, you're a clown. Peace. Let's go back to our phones, get Old our next Frederick call in. Jackson. Hello and welcome into our next call, live on the Tony Basilio Show on... A Monday. Are you concerned about the basketball team and the baseball team after the weekend? Hello.
3: Good morning, Tony Bede. Vino, Brownie Boy, Parrothead Vol from King Sport.
0: Good morning, brother. I'm not
3: overly yeah. concerned about either one of the teams. And, in fact, I would say that the most disappointing aspect of a disappointing sports weekend wasn't either one of those two for me. It was turning into the NBA dunk contest Saturday night, knowing that that show could have been in Knoxville for a year or two.
0: Oh well, McClung was never a Rick Barnes type of guy. You know that. Uh, oh, of course we know that, but I mean it. But he wanted to come. For the record, Mac McClung wanted to play his ball at Tennessee. He sure did.
3: Yeah. Did you guys get a chance to watch any of that?
0: He's a Says freak. He's he is a freak. If, if Lisa Leslie isn't being cute and doesn't give him a 49, he gets all 50s across the board. All and 50s. one of the great performances in NBA slam dunk history is what that was by that guy. And, and here's the thing. He didn't miss a dunk. I mean, it was his moment in the spotlight. He's been training and working for that his whole life. The Sixers signed him to a two-way deal. With the thought of putting him in that thing, they did the NBA a solid. They basically cooked the books. They knew nobody was going to beat him, and you're not competing with that guy. You're just not. You're not dunking with that dude. That guy is a dunking artist is what he is.
3: Tony, obviously I've talked to the kid a bunch of times. He's not that much taller than me. (laughs) The the vertical that he has is absolutely incredible.
1: I
0: mean Yeah, he's like a 6'2", you know, little white guy, Bino, who is. can just jump, yeah. jump, and jump for days. Hey,
1: Hib, didn't, didn't he take a bunch of his buddies that had did been throwing well, the lob pass and being a part of his dunk show uh, when, when he was a, a YouTube sensation? Didn't he take them with
3: him? He sure did. In fact, the first dunk that he did, the kid that was on the shoulders of the other guy, is a guy that he played high school basketball with. His name is Bradley Dean, and Bradley Dean is two years younger than Mac, and they played together at Gate City. Bradley Dean now plays basketball for the University of Virginia at Wise in Southwest Virginia. He was excused from his game on Saturday to fly to Salt Lake City to participate with Mac in the dunk contest, so he missed his college basketball game Saturday to go to that contest. That was the other kid that was wearing the Gate City jersey. His other friend that he talked about in the interview, his name is Zach Irvin. He's between the two and he had a game I think he plays for Elon now. So all three of them played high school basketball together. And the other guy, the guy that was that was part of two dunks was I don't I don't really know him. I've never met him, but he was part of Max Entourage. But yeah, I know all the other three guys for sure. And that was pretty cool that uh Bradley was allowed to, to miss his college basketball game to go out there for a once in a lifetime
0: experience for sure. That's pretty darn amazing, okay. That is yeah, pretty no, darn amazing. Yeah.
3: But as far as the concern for the baseball, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely it's February twentieth. So if, if you're going to ask me to to classify which team I'm more concerned about, it would definitely be the basketball team. You know, I can get worked up on these regular season basketball games and the heat of the moment and everything, and then you know you step back and you're like, yeah, okay, it is regular season basketball I will always be more disappointed about our loss to Kentucky and Knoxville than I will any loss at Rupp Arena I mean it's it's next to impossible to go up there and win at any time no matter what kind of team they have and especially on a day where they had all the other stuff that was going on behind the scenes I mean there's a reason they honored all of those Kentucky legends up there that day and they had everybody worked up and it's it's I will always be more disappointed about our loss this year in Knoxville. I will be about that loss on
0: Saturday. And I think that's a. I think that's probably a fair statement. I just hate losing twice to a team that you're better than, that you then you're much better than. In fact, uh, which just doesn't make much sense to me. But Parrothead, you're the man. Much love. Right. Thank you, brother. Great talking to you. The funniest thing about that Mac McClung thing is here's a guy that's in the bus leagues, in the G League. Playing in anonymity, essentially former YouTube sensation. We all know that. I'll never forget when the Vols got first involved with him several years ago, and my son comes to me and goes, "Dad, do you know who he is?" And I said, "No, I don't know. I don't know who he is." And my daughter said, "Dad, I've seen videos of him." And I'm like, "What? Like he was? He's something with the kids being like certain age kid, being, you know? They know who this guy is. This guy is like you. Like you said." What, what are the platforms? Laura, what's the one platformer? He would have been on TikTok. He would have been on Instagram. He would have been YouTube. He were, has a mixtape YouTube. He's a mixtape guy. I mean, he's crazy great at dunking a basketball. I can talk. He can dunk. But, you know, I don't think he has
2: the other skills you need to function in that league at a high level, in a, in a, in a
4: professional
0: league. Maybe we'll see. I think he's shooting the ball better this year. According to the, uh, I was looking at it yesterday. According to the G League stats, he's shooting 50% from three-point range. Now, of course, at that level, you're gonna get a lot more open looks at it than you would get at the NBA level, where the defense, despite what people think, those guys are so so incredibly great defensively. Of course, last night's game is not indicative of that. There was zero. And I mean zero defense played in that deal. As we continue on the other side, hour two, we're stacked and packed and jacked with calls. Evan Russell coming up at the bottom of it after this.
14: This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. t Willy, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee.
5: Hey guys, this is Mary Catherine with Bug Out Termite and Pest Control. Did you know that most insurance plans don't cover termite damage? Termites cause $5 billion in damage every year. Having a termite inspection done by a termite professional once a year is the best way to determine your home or business is termite-free. Our technician will help you determine the best treatment solution for you. Call us today to schedule your inspection at 931-380-9009 or visit us online at bugouttennessee.com.
16: This is Tripp Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Columbia Ace Hardware carries Magnolia home paint by Joanna Gaines? Columbia Ace Hardware is the only Magnolia paint dealer in town. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood, along with the award-winning service and advice Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware and Power Equipment. We will be glad to help you. Ace is the place
2: with the helpful
14: hardware phone.
12: This is Drake. Join Clayton Harris and I on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays on our new show, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, beginning at 4 o'clock to 5 o'clock. That's on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Everything Southern Middle Tennessee, from college to high school to pro, you name it, fantasy, we're going to talk about it. Be there on Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays, 4 o'clock to 5 on the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour.
1: Come to the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Championship, hosted by the Columbia Breakfast Rotary Club, benefiting their college scholarship fund. Outstanding auctioneers from across the country will be competing to be named the 2023 Mule Day Auctioneer Champion. The event will be held at the Tennessee Livestock Sale Barn at 1231
3: Industrial Park Road, Columbia, Tennessee, starting at 11 a.m. Hope to see you there.
7: 31.00 a.m.
14: Alright, welcome back. This is Terry from 103.7 T. Willie's Meal Town Mix. I have got a very good friend on the line, Miles Johnson from Foodland. Miles, I already got a glimpse of those T-bones, so what else you got?
9: Uh well we
13: also have ground round on sale for four twenty-nine a pound, boneless pork loins for $1.99 a pound. Strawberries two for five. Collard or turnip green bunches, four for five dollars,
14: and crystal geyser thirty-two pack water, three for twelve. Man, what a deal that is right there. And T bones are what four ninety-nine a pound. So man, get you some good t-bones and uh, grill them up again you're open seven days a week 7 a.m to 9 p.m you guys are located right there at uh, 427 west 7 so easy in easy out you got a fantastic staff working there and uh, thank you miles as always and we'll talk to you next week all thank you thank you miles all right that was miles johnson from foodland again those deals run all the way through the 21st uh, just stop on in if you can't remember what we just told you just grab a flyer at the door and ask anybody for help they'll take care of you
7: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located
0: in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm telling you right now, as we welcome you back, 865-200-5402, don't you dare miss what's coming up in a half hour. It is the debut of EI with ER, presented by TLD Logistics. Tennessee Baseball Extra Innings, EI, with ER himself, the captain, Evan Russell, presented by TLD Logistics, and it will take place 15 in front of the hour into our overtime overdrive segment, all presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. Let's go to the phones. By the way, Matt Dixon's dropping his first installment of the unnamed baseball podcast right now, but... I am going to get Mr. Jim Peters on the program later in the week. We are going to select the winner of our contest to name Matt's podcast. I was a little disappointed in Matt Dixon over the weekend, Bino. He was not as angry as I thought he would be over the Kentucky game. And I was, um, I don't know. I I was a little disappointed uh, in Matt. The Vols only dropped
2: one spot to 11 in the AP this week after losing Saturday. I guess that win over Alabama really carried some weight.
0: So they're 11, the basketball team. And what's the baseball team?
2: They're third in D1. Wow. So I think that takes into account the fact they're missing Ahuna and and Griffin Merritt.
0: And I'm digging on that Ahuna deal, and I'm trying to figure out what that's about. Because everybody wants a finger to blame. And maybe it's nobody's fault. I don't know. But we're trying to dig into it. Let's go to the phones. Hello and welcome in. And we'll get our next call in. Are you concerned about the basketball or the baseball? Or would you like to celebrate the XFL like Bino did? Hello and welcome in.
8: Hey, Tony. Mike in Portland.
0: Hey, Mike in Portland. Welcome in, my brother.
8: I did watch the XFL. And it was good to see Wade Phillips on the sideline for the Houston Roughnecks. Yes. And good to see the old Oral or, or Derrick on the side of the helmet.
0: The Houston Roughnecks have an incredible logo. One of our listeners in Houston was nice enough, Michael, uh, to send me, like you are, uh, Mike in Portland, who s- sends us goodies from time to time, from his neck of the woods, sent me up a really slick, roughnecks, long sleeve that I will be rocking Cause that's that's my team. I've adopted them in that league, and I can't wait for Portland to get a club. Bring back Portland. Bring back the Portland Breakers.
8: Amen. That was a great logo.
0: Actually, I lived in
8: Houston a couple of times and met Earl Campbell and Bum Phillips. Boom and and, uh, Kenny Stabler and those guys. I used to run a little kicker bar there on Southwest Freeway a long time ago called Kenny Stabler's Diamondback Saloon and. uh, we used to do some fundraisers for uh, the Heart Association. So, uh, Love You Blue—that's back in the old Love You Blue Day.
0: I cannot—the one one mistake the Titans made, Bino, when they came here was just not calling themselves the Oilers. They yeah, could have done yeah. the Butch Jones thing, who wanted to put Smokey Gray as part of our catechism, and they could have, Bino, just pretended like we have oil in our ground here and just called me the Oilers. <laughs> a, best logo in sports, Bean Star. Eat your heart out, Philadelphia well, Eagles. The light aqua blue they're wearing now.
8: I think it, I think on the Beverly Hillbillies wasn't that Jed Clampett hit uh, shot shot it to the ground and got some Texas crude or you got it crude or something like that. Yeah, we go. Hey, t- Tony, just a couple of other things, real quick. Um, I ca- I cannot believe that my suggestion for the Matt Dixon baseball deal has not already just t- just, just taken over. Um, I thought it was pretty. So my my suggestion was stealing bases with Matt Fungo Dixon.
0: See, I'm for that. Anything that calls him Fungo, I'm for because <laughs> it's very close to fungi. You know, small small
8: bat used for batting practice and all that. You got,
0: it, so. uh, you got it, brother. You got it.
8: Hey, just one thing on Barnes. Uh, I don't know why people are upset because this is exactly what we bought into. This is the selling deal. This is the standard operating procedure. This is the MO modus operandi on Barnes. This is exactly what he does. So I mean that's just that's just the way it is. So I mean we knew this going in and this is what this is what it is. So I don't understand why people are all upset with
0: Barnes. Say that, what what do you mean? What do you mean?
8: What do you Well he's a regular season guy? And he's a steady, uh, steady coach, uh, elevates kind of deal. But uh, sometimes it just kind of le- seems like he's a little uneven, and maybe sometimes I don't know. It just seemed like I this is this is those. I'm not surprised. I guess
0: this team's better than they played Saturday, though. I mean, he would tell you that this team. This well, team's yeah, is I, better watched, I watched.
8: That. I watched it too on that deal. But what, uh, what drives you crazy is the three throws and the layups, just the simple stuff kind of deal
0: there there's no so doubt be, yeah there's no doubt that would be a crucial in a
8: 65 point game you know where the where the winning score is 62 65 or whatever that's that's your make or break kind of stuff on that deal so.
0: yep 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 thanks Tony I appreciate Thank that. you Mike I'm in Portland great. like like when it comes to the Mayshack guy I'm really high on him but you gotta shoot foul shots better you just got to if you're gonna play a bunch you gotta shoot foul shots better or they're gonna foul you and Saturday we had that deal happen in the second half, probably, where We're zero of eight, but we had guys shooting you down could, shots and aren't comfortable with it. Yeah, you you could have a a hack like a shack like hack a majack. Yeah, employed by the defense you know, by the, the other team. The Vesco deal the other the other night. I mean, he missed a couple crucial ones, and they turned them into losses, which you can't. You know, it's kind of like our baseball team and running the bases. When your margin for error is slim, your margin for error is slim. You can't help your opponent when your margin for error on the offensive end in hoops is slim it's just it's just not going to work when you're playing better competition yeah two two of the guys that i really like tony uh in order to be the
1: top player that that they can be they have to improve their free throw shooting and and that's my shack and Walker cuz my shack seems to be the one guy that can put the ball on the floor and get to the bucket yes but I don't know how much he's going to finish, but he's going to go the free throw line a whole lot. Yes. And a walker the same way, he's a rebounding freak. Uh, he's going to get fouled. He's got to walk up there and hit free throws. If they don't, then their effectiveness is basically gone.
0: The way I look at next year's team, right, I'm just thinking ahead to next year. Mayshack's got dog in him. He's on improve. Now, he's wild sometimes going to the hole, no question. I mean, the arms, the legs, the whole thing. He He's on, He will put it together, though. The Awaka guy, for his size, does amazing things, and he's very crafty. That Awaka guy knows how, when the officials aren't looking, because he's smaller, to get up under people and shove them out of the way, and he just, he just knows how to play. I mean, he just he's like an old soul out there. This uh, this guy that they've gotten, this guy can play offense. So he'll help him. ZZ, by the time he walks out of here, is going to be one of the best point guards that's ever played here. People forget he's a sophomore, and that's what he is. And he's kind of smaller, obviously, and he, he's getting a little – he's gotten worn down as the season's gone along, which how could he not? Playing 37, 38 minutes against that competition. So when you put a on the to me, when you put a guy like that on the floor, you improve a lot athletically, and that's the one thing this team's missing. Phillips coming into the year, Mark Griffin said, seeing him a lot in the summer circuit, and other people told us this, this, including Jerry Meyer is going to be on this soon. Phillips, the word on him was that he was a dog taking the ball to the hole, but it's like they've coached that out of him or something. It's weird because he started the season running people over, and taking some charges, I would rather you do that than be totally passive on offense. It's me. I mean, I'm, it's just me thinking out loud here.
1: I, I'll say this, Tony. I kind of
0: like to change in direction in recruiting.
1: If we're going to get foreign players, let's get them from New York City. Back to the
0: <laughs> back to the phones we go. That's a freaking <laughs> great line if there ever was one. Hello and welcome to the next Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Is this Lisa and hey. Raleigh?
17: It is. How are you?
0: Roger's Secret Ballantine.
17: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, I've called, I'm have called. i calling in for a few things. Let me say this one first so I don't All forget. Right. Um, right. With Matt's um, podcast, I know I had sent you an email, but, you know, you get a lot of emails. Um, I have a name for that. I think it should be called Matt Dixon Breaking Balls.
0: Be, being a, thats my entry, Lisa. It kind of makes you the coolest. Like, I don't know. You're so you're so cool. at so next level. I'm for it. I'm for it.
17: Isn't that great? Because he's you know he does break balls a lot. So he, I thought that'd be really yes including,
0: including his own at various times, right?
17: <laughs> so I wanted that on
0: record. Yes. Matt, okay, Jackson, um you listening. Reg-
17: regarding the um basketball team, yeah, they were just ki- I mean, I've not given up. I'm not going to give up on them, but they were killing me on Saturday. They were shooting, I think first half what was it, 29% for some ridiculousness. I was like, "You're not going to beat anybody doing that." I I just and as the previous caller said, um you know, the free throws, they have got to work on that. <laughs> I mean, we didn't make I think we made four out of something I can't remember four how many times they were at the line. Four yeah, I mean, it was rid- yeah, it was ridiculous. I mean you gotta make those, you gotta practice that and and be ready, and those should be give mes, you know what I mean, at least a few people on the team should be able to to make those, you know
0: well, well what's nutty about Saturday is you're playing a division one basketball game, Brian, what were the two teams combined? Do you remember that number off top of your head? Oh, they were.
2: Yeah, Kentucky was like twenty-three or thirty-five for the game, eleven to twenty-two in the second half. Tennessee was zero of six, so that was second half. They were like eleven to twenty-eight.
0: I mean, that's just Something can't crazy be crazy like that. Division people are paying to watch that, and those guys be the first to tell you that eleven for twenty-eight, a free shot from fifteen feet. I mean, come on now. Yeah, I, w- I was just.
17: Oh, I was, like, so upset (laughs) after watching that. Oh, I was so mad.
0: Lisa, I was so mad after that game. I was just like, and I was on here very angry, which I know some people were like, you shouldn't get that, but it just got to me, because this Tennessee team is a lot better than that stupid Kentucky team. That Kentucky team has any players.
17: Exactly. That's what it is. I mean, if we weren't good to begin with, okay, you know, I accept that, (laughs) but... You know, we are good and we played lights out against Alabama. Where was right. that team? I don't know.
0: <laughs> so weird. You know, it was I mean it we, was crazy. You know, it was like six minutes to go in the half, we didn't have ten points yet on offense. If we I didn't know. have a flurry there by halftime, we would have put up being know, one of those Church League scores. Like being they had a night- 15-
2: Halftime points, that was our lowest of the season in the half. Nineteen
0: half. points. And had to, it and had to have painful. a flurry. Had to have a flurry, Bri, to get there.
2: <laughs> it was
17: painful. I was just like, come on now, move along. We have to get some you know, some buckets. Um, as far as the baseball team, I watched the game Friday, and it was a little boring, but, I mean, I know this team's going to be just fine. I mean, but, but pretty much the whole team is revamped. So I mean I'm not making any kind of um you know I'm not gonna like make a decision based on the one game that I saw. So, so you're I not gonna go on their
0: gonna... so you're not gonna go on their Twitter account later, tweet <laughs> at ball baseball and rip them like some of these twitties instead. Is that no. what you're telling me?
17: No, that's not my style. I wouldn't do that anyway, but yeah. I mean they'll be just fine, so I'm not worried about that. And I watched the um what is it, X F L last night yeah. and we were Having a really good time with that. I love the rules with the three-point play and the, with a the two-point and one-point. I like those rules. Those are pretty cool. I think they should implement those in the NFL.
0: I think the NFL could gain, and I think they will. I think the NFL needs to adopt that kickoff deal for sure. Because awesome. and colleges ought to adopt it, too, because it's safer and it puts the ball in play more. And to those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm not here to preach for you to watch the XF, I don't care whether you watch it or not. But either put the ball to 35 to start a game in college or quit kicking off. I mean, you know, because with the kickoff rules now, nobody cares and nobody tries to return Mm -hmm. kicks. When you put the two lines together, Lisa, which is really neat looking to watch, the only people that are allowed to move are the kicker and the return men for three seconds and the official is there counting and it's not till the return man gets the ball that they count three but the lines are jammed right together you have to you have to look at it right at midfield you have to see it to believe what i'm talking about but you know, it's really well thought out it really makes a kickoff clean and there's not a bunch of blocking in the back penalties on these kickoffs bean star no, oh, the, the kick team lines up at their
1: 35, and uh, I mean the receiving team lines up at their 35, and the kick team's front line is at their 40. They're just five yards apart.
0: Five yards. And
1: and, and like you said, they wait until the receiver catches the ball before there's any action. It looks a little bit like electric football, but at least wise, the, 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 puts the return back in the game without the high risk of injury.
0: And, Lisa, last night in that night game, I mean, I'll show you show you how much of a degenerate I am. And, and by the way, I am a degenerate. They had a kid, uh, one of the gunners left early, and they just caught a five-yard penalty on him and, and moved the ball up, moved the ball a little closer after the return because some guys are going to do what comes natural to them all their lives, which is I'm forgetting mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to stay here until the ball's kicked. So one of the guys on the outside took off. And 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 they and the ref was laughing. He was like, we got this guy over here, you know. He's going the old way. The other thing I like about that league is when they do reviews, they let you, you can hear it. listen to the review official. Yeah, it's really cool. I love that. Yes. But how would you do that? Yeah. If you implemented that in college football, how would you do that when Greg Sankey calls the review <laughs> booth and tells them how to make that call late in an Alabama game, Bino, you know? How would you do that? Would you turn off Sankey's? Would you turn the, turn it off then, or have a blackout, or what do you think the league would do? <laughs> Dina?
1: Probably just turn up the Alabama fight song real loud, where you couldn't hear it, like mob guys did when they were being
0: bugged. Interesting, Lisa. Incredible phone call by you.
17: Thank you. You guys have a great day. Go balls.
0: Go balls to you. Much love. Next call. Hello and welcome in on a Monday. Evan Russell coming up at about fifteen.
18: Hey, Tony, it's Goldbreaker!
0: Hey, Goldbreaker, welcome in.
19: Well, I'm gonna have to say I'm uh, I'm the leader of the uh, Jamal Mashak uh, fan Club now. Why? I picked him up earlier today twice.
0: Boom! Two encounters with greatness. Coming off a career, a career game up in Lexington and what kind of a young man was he when you're – because you really get to see what people are like when they don't have a uniform on and you're dealing with them, and that's why I love the Goldbricker. Did he tell you what's going on at Mallyahuna?
19: <laughs> I tried to get the, uh, the injury update for the Triple J and uh, Julian Phillips. How'd,
0: How'd that go? How'd that
19: go? It didn't go, I guess you should say. Well,
0: these guys are trained. We're not the yeah, you know. states. Plus – from his standpoint, those guys could sit out the rest of the season, all he cares, all he cares. <laughs> He's getting all the playing time he wants right now. What was As that line, Vino? Beano, what was that line in that song by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, all the overtime? What was that, um, and what was the song? Was it Miss You? Were they, were they, in the That's, 70s. I Miss You. They would do the talk rap right in the middle of it. That was the thing they were yeah. doing in uh, R&B back then. Oh, yeah. And I know this is going to knock band. you dead,
1: but I ain't went out and got a gig. Oh, forgot you not hip to the hip talk, playing J O B, baby. Got eight hours a day all over time I can get.
0: <laughs> right in the middle of a love song he ta- he says that in the middle of Miss You with with um, the great Teddy Pendergrass just blowing. Anyway, how was Mayshack?
19: Oh, he was phenomenal. Just uh, just literally could not be a nicer guy. Um you know, I said something about, you know, a good game and stuff like that the other day and, and, and just very appreciative and thanked me and just said, you know, it was just he's going up to get his ears lowered and I dropped him off and picked him up both times and uh so yeah, it was uh it was a great interaction. We had a good little conversation about some basketball and some the happenings over the weekend in the All Star game and stuff like that. So, oh, nice! You know, it was a good time, man. Did he, was, yeah, he watching, uh, was he
0: watching? Was he watching his near teammate dunk the basketball?
19: <laughs> yeah, I think so. But um, that was just kind of that little bit. I just want to touch on the baseball thing for yeah. just a second, too. Just are you concerned? Uh, are you concerned? I just, I, I mean, I guess I, I'm, I should never be surprised, but. I was shocked by the seventh inning of that first game that we're just doomed, that like nothing else is gonna, ha- Like, you know, well this is, this is just it. And it's just crazy cause it's, the thing is just so annoying is it's just like, some of these twitty, It as we, as we like call them are just like can't accept the fact that another team can actually have a decent pitcher or they can actually play well or something, and we're replacing eight starters. I, I was not expecting an overreaction on the seventh inning of the first game. I'll just put it that way.
0: I was. One of my things about the baseball fan that came the last couple of years, and I said it out loud, I'm going to say it now, I wonder how many of those people were there for the ride in the show, versus how many of those people are there for the sport. We're going to find out. Because this Tennessee team's going to take its lumps yeah. this year. They're going to get in the league, and they're going to take their lumps. Now, the thing you gotta keep in mind is, if you want to host a series, you got to get to 18 wins. That's what Chris Burke taught me. I listen. you got 30 games you play. you gotta you got to win 18 of them. And that should be your goal. That should be your goal in, in the league. So if you can go two, two for one, two and one, two and one, a sweep every once in a while, two and one, two and one, two and one Cause this team's going to lose games. This team's, yeah. This team's not offensively. I mean, they're just not structured to go sweeping and pounding people in the submission like they did, uh, you know, Florida last year. Teams like that.
19: Well, and I mean, we're not playing Iona in Rhode Island either. Well, that's dude. right. I mean, that's just it. That's and right. I mean, like, so, so I mean, it's just good. It, it, everything's going to be fine. Like the the thing that I take out of it is like. Uh, Halverson looks like a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, r- the Russell guy looks really good. Uh, like, like you all said it already, but it's just an embarrassment of riches at that pitching position. I mean, that's what's going to keep us in most of these games. And let's not forget, A, last year was a team of like just all time teams. Yep. So like versus this team, which you just can't do. And B, like, we- don't be number one again this year. Like you said it, we've all said it. Like, let us be just in the top eight. That's all I care about. All I care about at the end of the year is host a regional, and if we can do that, then that's that's a win. Like that's all I care about.
0: And toward that, got end. a lot of time to
19: figure yeah, it out. Yeah,
0: and toward that end, every game you play, including these non-league games, are going to matter early on because you got to start stacking together some wins. So, yep. and um. Thank you, Goldbrick. You're the man. Appreciate you, guys. Yes, so I'll be giving some tickets away to tomorrow's game. These are uh, digital tickets. I'll be giving them away during our upcoming segment, courtesy of our friends at TLD Logistics Online, TLDLogistics.com, because we'll have our first offering with Evan Russell, and they're presenting that. But um, you know, look, I, I, you know, I wasn't thrilled by what I saw. And it kind of urinated me off, but it is what it is. I mean, and baseball is a sport where if you don't have it together and you walk out there against a guy that's a future first-round draft pick like that kid from Arizona is, you're not going to look good. Just the way it is, especially early in the season. Yeah, I mean, not not only does
1: this team uh, have some uh, early season jitters, uh, but these these guys had, hey, this is my first real start, jitter, too. Yep. Uh, so uh, there were there were a lot of things going on there. I, I think this baseball team uh, will be just fine going forward. Brian Hartman,
0: yeah, well, they, they're
1: going to pitch so well. Yeah, it's going to forgive a whole lot of sins.
0: Texas, Brian Hartman, isn't it true that Texas last year held us down in that first game on the Friday night, and we had, had some. Like you pointed out earlier, we had some already had some games under our belt.
2: Yeah, that was the first game in Houston. I think that was the Friday night. first weekend of March, I believe. Oh it wow! Was Friday night on uh, they'd already played a weekend series with Georgia Southern, which they swept, and I think maybe Iona was the opponent they they beat up on the uh, prior week before going out to Houston to face Texas. So, yeah, they, that team. Actually, uh, didn't didn't look as competitive and as good against Texas as Tennessee did last Friday against Arizona, because I think the Texas game was like a seven-two game or something like right. that score. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, that that you could argue that that team, for what they had, looked even worse in that game than this team did over the weekend.
0: I mean, you maroons that launched on Twitter. I mean, y'all are Twiddiots, no offense. But, you know, Tennessee already you. had
2: all those wins under their belt, so that wasn't the first time that they, that, that they played. So you couldn't really, you know, that they already come to the conclusion that despite the fact that they played
0: all those other games before, that this team is pretty good regardless of what happened against Texas. Look, I'm not here to talk down to anybody. I'm not. Basketball's not football, and neither's baseball. So quit watching the two games like they're football. They're not football. I mean, It's okay you're going to be myopic, be myopic, only watch Tennessee style. I don't care. You do what you do. You I'll do me. I'm just telling you, i watch a lot of sports. Regular season sports are just that. They're the regular season. Now, being that, do I sound a little high handed, high, whatever the word is, high and mighty? Uh, I, I don't know, but it's the truth. I mean, you, you, we're not going to fire coaches over regular season losses. It doesn't work that way unless you have 25 of them at the end of the year and 10 wins. Then we can start talking about firing coaches or teams not being any good. You play your first three uh, games of a series. I mean, so what if they'd have gotten beat yesterday? That Ole Miss team, when we swept them in the middle of last year, if I'd have told you they were going to play in the College World Series, you'd have said you're nuts. And if I'd have told you last year that team that we blew out in the second game, that Oklahoma team down there in Houston was going to to play against Ole Miss, you'd have said you're crazy. I don't want to be the number one seed. Let somebody else do that. I don't want to do that. I'm fine putting this thing together. But quit watching these damn games like everything's a football game. It's not. I'm sorry. I hate to burst your bubble. Am I wrong, Bean Star? Oh, Tony, I, I you know, uh, most most of our baseball
1: following, it's new to them. Uh, I, I don't know. I've done this show with you for, for thirty years, 40 years. He's like fifty. Uh, and then un, until the last couple of years, we never got a baseball
0: column. Nope.
1: Uh, you could walk over there whenever you wanted to and watch them play. Yep. Um, so a, a lot, a lot of our following are kind of newcomers, yep. especially to the college games. So it it isn't football. You do you do have to watch it a little differently. And Brian can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, if if memory serves me correctly, last year in that Texas event. Basically, the only starting pitcher we had that had a very good outing was Chase Burns, uh, and our pitching didn't look very
2: good down there. Well, and, you know, I think yeah. Beam Beam had a good start against Oklahoma the next day. Dolander got rough. I think Burns got him into the sixth inning, and then I think he they, the team kind of had a meltdown there. And then the next day, Dolander gave up four in the top of the first, and then they came back and won. Then Beam shut Oklahoma out. From there on Sunday. So down there, Dolander,
1: who is about to be the number one pitcher drafted. One, likely, one.
0: Yes, as we say uh, in the trade.
1: Appeared to be a guy that I'm not sure that this guy's ready at this level. So <laughs> uh, it's deceiving.
0: It is very deceiving. And, you know, we, the term we use in baseball is sample size. We don't overreact the sample size. Hello and welcome into our next call.
18: Let me take you off speaker, buddy. Tony, I'm not pushing the panic button on our baseball team. We're still going to yeah. have a good baseball team. We reserve that for our Titans next year. Yeah, well, uh, I'm not pushing the panic button on them either. Well, you ought to. No, uh,
0: uh, no way. You saw Brian Hartman, Shags, and the fact that. Shane Steichen. There's a new sheriff in Baltimore slash Indianapolis, Shane Steichen.
18: Well, still they can have him, but I believe that Rand Carson and both Mike Frabel oh is going fe- to figure out a way to turn things around over there. The and first... I am very confident that they will, Tony. The guy's you first name what, is what a you verb. want.
0: The guy's first name is a verb in the past tense. Rand Carthon. Good night, Almighty. And of course, one
18: thing interesting—he played against Peyton Manning, and he was once Peyton Manning's teammate when they were both at Indianapolis.
0: But you know what kind of a fullback was Rand Carthon back in the day? Because his father was a hell of a player.
1: He's a hard-nosed, solid football player. Yeah.
0: Maurice blocked for Herschel Walker. In the old USFL, and then was an all-pro in the uh, in in the NFL. I think Maurice himself became a high-level coach at one point. If memory at least serves, last me.
1: last when when they fired him at Tennessee, the headlines can just be Titans ran Carthon.
18: <laughs> you know, I'll tell you another interesting thing, Tony. The person who was once an assistant coach mm. uh, here at Tennessee is now. Uh, is now uh, re rehired as an
0: assistant coach now with uh, the Carolina Panthers. Who? Dat? Dom Capers. Who? That? Who? Oh my God! Dom Capers been around for a hundred years. He's and on, of course hey, he was listen, on Jim he, Morris' first staff with my Philadelphia Stars in 1983. Get you some of that. That's how old Dom Capers is. And of course,
18: who was uh, who was the who was the head coach when Dom Capers was the assistant. Simple answer, Johnny Majors. Boom. Johnny had some great And also, Doug Matthews
0: was on that staff. Yeah. It's pretty next level, Titans, Bill. Exactly. You've had, uh, in my opinion, a very good phone call today. Have you gotten over the loss yet of your Cyrene last week who passed away?
18: Uh yeah i've I've gotten over it, but I also also another top name left us. Who's that? and she 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 and she died of the same kind of disease that killed my cousin, who lived in Williamsburg, Kentucky, that also killed Pat Summit, uh, Rita Hayworth, and uh, charlton Heston, uh, Alzheimer's. Her name was Stella Stevens.
0: The the great Stella Stevens. Bow thy head when you say thy name. And, Bill, thank you. I love you. And that is nasty stuff. Till we meet again, we'll come back on the other side. And we go EI with ER presented by TLD on your Basilio show,
9: a debut. It's radio history after this.
5: Hey, you know it's a leap year, right?
16: No, the next leap year isn't until 2024.
5: Nope. It's this year. I can prove it. Here, play this new instant game from the Tennessee Lottery. Uh, okay. <laughs> I won. See what you did there?
9: I jumped up and down?
5: No, that was a leap.
9: Don't miss your chance to jump for joy this February
12: with our newest instant games. You could win up to $5 million. The Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing
18: fun. Please play responsibly. And now, some big news from WINN. The new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery have arrived. Now, for some bigger news, there are four new exciting games to choose from. And now, for our biggest news yet, you could win a top prize of $5 million. Make a break for
8: fun today with February Instant Games, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please
2: play responsibly.
8: This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in
0: Columbia, Tennessee. And I am B, and we have a special, special segment coming up for you. Evan Russell's making his world premiere debut, and here we go. Let's crank it up. No pressure on you, Evan Russell. No pressure as we welcome you in. Hey, Amen. we're really anxious to have your first edition here. Of uh, Evan Russell's Extra Innings, presented by our friends
16: at TLD Logistics and ER. Welcome aboard, man. How you doing, man? I am super excited to be a part of this. Um, being able to watch the game throughout this whole, this weekend, yep. Uh, getting to see the teams and sort of just make notes throughout, you know, the week, how the weekend went. I'm just super excited to get to to talk and communicate some Tennessee baseball.
0: What was it like sitting there watching and, and knowing that man.
16: you're not participating now? I had, I had basically the same itch the, for all Friday, uh, going up into the game. I, I was just thinking about you know how how these guys were feeling, the nerves they were feeling, the j- just the excitement overall, and and I could feel the same thing. And, and then being able to watch, you know how, how they were playing and stuff, and, and what I think corresponded how how to where they were playing, their feelings and stuff. Um, it, it's pretty cool to to be on the outside looking in now.
0: Well, and the one thing I want to get to here with you is just the way the club looked because I think a lot of people had this misconception that they were going to roll out there with this new lineup and they were just going to hit the ground running and hammer people sort of like you guys were last year. And, Bino, Jeff, interject here what you said in the first hour just about the process of the game. I want to bounce that off Evan. Go ahead, Bino, Jeff.
1: Uh, Evan, one of the things uh, I think that fans are going to have to get a little bit adjusted to is uh, rosters have been just really bloated and, and leaning toward experience because of uh, the, the pandemic and the extra year uh, that a lot of guys got due to covid and I think that rosters are beginning to go back a little bit more to where they used to be prior to the pandemic, where you're you're kind of fitting pieces in. You don't have quite as many veterans, quite as many guys that have played a number of games. And I think that's
16: going to be adjustment for fans and teams alike. Oh, absolutely, and, and that's a good point. Whenever you made you know the COVID, the adjustment, just because last year was the result of three to five years of building a roster. And, you know, you had experienced guys in the lineup one through nine to where we were comfortable right out the gate in the season. We had been through it. And as soon as baseball started being played in front of fans, uh, we just spit right in with comfort, comfortability, and and it showed. And I think that the point that this team is going to have to get to is to sort of settle in, understand that there's an extreme amount of pressure coming their way, even if they didn't ask for it. And and it's based off the previous season, but they're going to have to settle in, get comfortable, and the longer the season goes, the better they're going to play, which is, for one, why I'm not worried whatsoever.
0: Well, and you make an interesting point, because a friend of ours was sharing a, a text in a group chat, and she said, you know, that Tennessee is going to have to pay because the guys on last year's team, what was the tenor of it, Brian, something that didn't respect the sport or whatever it is, and now these guys are going to get theirs. they got to cash checks left by the other guys. I mean, you heard all that stuff, but when you played at the high level that you guys did and were as out loud as you guys were, these kids do have to, in a sense, they've got to walk in that
16: wake here, right? I mean, it's whether it's fair or not. No, and, you know, you're completely right. And, you know, we did things that were a little outlandish at at times, but if you look around the league, most of the people that have some cool moments, they're outlandish as well. Right. It may have appeared that we were a little outlandish because we had so many big moments, so many cool moments, and we were pretty talented top to bottom. So um, it it was fun to be a part of, but you are exactly right. The, The team this year is going to have to suffer at the beginning, The pressure of being the top dog now, having to try to live up to our expectations, which if they change their mentality and accept it and start just trying to play at the best of their ability, it's completely good enough. And once they get to that point of their team, you know, I I think that's whenever they will take off.
0: It's Tennessee baseball extra innings presented by... My friends at TLD Logistics, the great Evan Russell is with us online at TLDLogistics.com. And if you're an owner-operator, we've got a great spot for you on our team. Contact TLD Logistics online at TLDLogistics.com. Also, driver classes are forming now. Check out TLDLogistics.com. And Evan, Tennessee's team is forming now. That's what we're seeing here. How much of what we saw over the weekend do you owe to the fact? Because Bino, another point Bino brought up, and the thing you'll learn about Bino as you go here is he's a pretty astute guy. I mean, you can let his looks fool you um, and his demeanor from time to time fool you, but he's a pretty astute guy. And one of the points Bino brought up is when you're a new guy on a new team, in a new lineup, in a new season, you're uh, a lot of times you're going to press. And that's what we saw. We saw, like the Denton guy, running into that out uh, Saturday night. You can't do that. I mean, you can't do that in any level of baseball. You know that. I know. We all know that. But when you're a new guy on a new team in a new spot, you want to impress. It's hard, isn't
16: it? It's very difficult, uh, especially, you know, They can say whatever they want, but it's all it's it's in the entire locker room's mind about last year trying to meet those expectations and trying to be that team when in reality they don't have to be. And in reality, we did not win the whole thing. So um, we didn't do everything correctly um, at the end of the day. So um, it's in the locker room right now that they have so many pressures of having to meet these standards when in reality, all they need to do is just start playing their own game of baseball. Um, Zane Ditton's an incredible player, made a mistake because, you know, he, he was probably trying to force an issue where he didn't really have to. And once they get to the ability of being able to trust each other, whenever the pitchers are able to trust the hitters to score runs, the hitters are able to trust each other. Yeah. If it doesn't happen, you know, the person behind them will make it happen. Um, Once they get to that point, and I think with the addition of Maui getting in the lineup, becoming a leader, um, I I think all of that is going to – I I think it will take place throughout the season. Evan, what –
0: when Denton comes back to the dugout after a play like that, does anybody say anything to him or like any of you guys walk up to him or you say nothing to a guy like that? He knows what he did.
16: No, and, you know, it's probably a good thing that it happened. No one wants to lose a game, but – in hindsight, are we going to look back and, at the end of the season and be, oh, if Denton would have not done that, we would have a better spot in the regional? No, more than likely not. It's probably a good thing it happened this early to be able to sort of build off of it because no one's going to say anything to him in the dugout. Um, people are disappointed. People, their first reaction is to, oh, what, what is he doing as a teammate? But at the end of the day, that's your guy. And if you notice, Coach Elander didn't show him up uh, he helped him up, and he walked him back to the dugout.
0: That's interesting.
16: And the whole point, whole point of that is to be – it's all about building chemistry. And, you know, everyone knows it's the obvious he shouldn't have done that. But everyone's going to get in there today, which they probably are, sitting at a, a film review, and they're going over it. And they're saying, hey, you know, we need to be better at certain things in order to win those one-run games. So all in all, it's probably really good for these young guys to experience that and to know how crucial every single – base extra base every out can be in a a big time game like that
0: see i don't think tony would ever admit it you you know tony better than i do i know tony pretty well i think tony in a sense probably quietly is a little glad they got bloodied up this weekend
16: well if you hear about tony talking before the season even starts he knew that they were going to go through some growing pains and that's exactly what i like to call him because if you look if you look at that pitching staff and you look on paper the talent they have, they have the talent to host a regional, to host a Super Regional, and to win the College World Series. They have just as much talent as anyone else after watching some pretty good teams this weekend, but it's all about how they grow throughout the season. And as long as they do not fall into the trap of you know, separating as a locker room opposed to coming together, I think they'll have a really good chance. But you know, I, I do think that this weekend was really good for them for them to understand that they're not the number two team in the nation, but they can be.
0: Hey, Brian Hartman, jump in here with ER, the great Evan Russell, joining us. It is Tennessee Baseball Extra Innings. We're going to be doing this every Monday, believe it or not, and I'm loving every second of this, presented by our friends at TLD Logistics. Good, Brian. Yeah, if going back to the, uh, uh, just the, the, the flare and the flash
2: and all that stuff that you guys – were part of last year if you were coaching a team would you want your players to exhibit that kind of you know some of that some of that throughout the season or would you rather they dial it back a little bit how would you go about handling that
16: i would definitely install sort of the culture of being able to control your emotions during um any point in the game <clears throat> and There are times you're going to deal with college kids at at, at any team. There's going to be excitement. Um, Because it's a tough game, it's full of pressure. And any time that you you perform under the pressure, um, your emotions can come out and and you can celebrate. And and you have every right to.
9: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia
16: This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Did you know that Ace now offers free assembly and delivery on grills over 399 dollars It's never been easier for you and your family to have a great grill like a Weber gas grill, a Traeger pellet grill, or a Big Green Egg charcoal grill. Come see us at Columbia Ace Hardware, located at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, Columbia, Tennessee. Ace is the
2: place with a helpful hardware phone
5: us Saturday, March the 18th for Columbia's Breakfast Rotary's fourth annual Shoot for Our Stars Sporting Clays Tournament. This tournament is a community benefit fundraiser for our fantastic local youth and veterans organizations. If you'd like to participate in this great event, contact me, Rhonda King, at 931-398-5511 or contact us online at www.facebook.com slash stars.
9: This is Dr. Mike Steele. Tune in to American Steele, a
3: weekly discussion of topics and events related to the challenges in our world. Listen as we examine the path to relevance and truth in our society and culture. You can catch the show on 101.7 WKOM at 7 p.m. on Sundays. Also, we can be found online at WKOM Radio or on Twitter at WKOMWKRM. WKRM. See you on Sunday.
14: Alright, welcome back. This is Terry from 103.7 T. Willie's Town Mix. I have got a very good friend on the line, Miles Johnson from Foodland. Miles, I already got a glimpse of those T-bones, so what else you got?
13: Uh well we also have Ground Round on sale for $4.29 a pound. Boneless pork loins for $1.99 a pound. Strawberries two for five. Collard or turnip green bunches, four for five dollars, and crystal geyser thirty-two pack waters,
14: three for twelve. Man, what a deal that is right there. And T-bones are what, four ninety-nine a pound. So man, get you some good T-bones. T-bones and uh, grill them up again you're open seven days a week 7 a.m to 9 p.m you guys are located right there at uh, 427 west 7 so easy in easy out you got a fantastic staff working there and uh, thank you miles as always and we'll talk to you next week all righty thank you thank you miles all right that was miles johnson from foodland again those deals run all the way through the 21st uh, just stop on in if you can't remember what we just told you just grab a flyer at the door and ask anybody for help they'll take care of you
15: The NASCAR Cup Series. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. Returns to Auto Club Speedway. We got
2: trouble. It's Brad
15: Keselowski.
3: He's sideways, and he collects one, two, perhaps three more machines.
15: For one final ride around the D-shaped oval.
5: Larson, the winner in his home state, the Golden State Golden Boy.
15: It's the Paula Casino 400.
5: Sunday, February
10: 26th at 1.30 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM.